Hello and welcome into this episode of the Dadverb Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be chatting about saving for our kids, covering off on uh, 529 accounts. It's uh, a topic uh, that has kind of come up on occasion in our Discord, and we wanted to bring it to light, especially with some new uh, things that are happening that just rolled out with uh, 529s, uh, 529 accounts. And, and before we get started, we do want to say that you know this is a financial topic, but this is not financial advice, Okay. Uh, we're not telling you what to do with your money. We're just kind of making you aware of of, of uh, a popular way of saving for uh, kids and, and college. So we're going to be talking about that uh, throughout this episode and then possibly getting into video games that we loved as kids. Uh, uh, this is going to be uh what are if if we are all healthy? Well, did we were we healthy last time, guys? During our sick check? Yes. We were. Yeah, yeah I think okay. so. I think we were, we were all rolling off of sicknesses <laughs> this in the last gonna be two weeks. In, like the two fact, weeks? yeah, like I think we're actually during a time that is traditionally a ton of sick kids all around. We, knock on wood, we're healthy. I'm good on our end. What about you guys? Are you guys healthy here? Uh, yeah, maybe the assumption should just be I'm healthy unless I say otherwise. There's yeah, Andrew's <laughs> always freaking healthy, man. Yeah, but oh my gosh, guys, are we three weeks yeah. running? We are. With yeah. no I think we're three in a row, guys. Nope. This is amazing. Like uh, uh, when we were like yesterday, we decided we just didn't want to go to church, and uh, <laughs> apparently a kid just puked in the hallways of church, and then uh, huh. other kids started puking. So we're like, this is amazing. So you got to skip one. that. Was yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's it's, it's going to come up so, and bite us when I have to work, travel I was, soon. But I was thinking about that today as I was rinsing out a baby bottle because I was like, you know, I haven't sanitized these things since we moved. Okay. We moved in mm-hmm. October, end of September. It is now like I have not ran them through a dishwasher. I haven't put them in the stupid microwave steamer thing. Like they get a little dawn. They get a rag run through them they get put out to dry right and my brain immediately went that's it that's what it is that's the reason my kids are like not getting sick is because there's just germs in their life like between the two dogs and the fact that dad doesn't sanitize all their stuff all the time like i think they're just (laughs) constantly sick it's not that they're healthy they're just always sick we don't know any better yeah yeah (laughs) I'm proud of us, though. I'm proud of us that we are uh, that we've got to run a sickness. And for those of you who are listening at home, I'm hoping that you guys are staying healthy. This this time of year is always just riddled with sickness and stuff like that. Uh, we currently are in Texas, and we are battling like a big snow front, or not snow front, but it's just really, really cold. Uh, we had woke up to really, icy really roads. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I spent a lot How of years in Utah. It, it's, it's Texas cold. It's Texas cold. So it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's a breezy 52. No, uh, yes. so, <laughs> so uh, no, I mean, nothing like the Kansas City Chiefs game that we just saw that was, uh, I think the wind chill with wind chill was ne- negative 30 is what I saw, I think. That's insane. Yeah. I don't understand how they their play helmet, football. Their helmets were cracking. Yeah, Mahomes is getting hit. The, those yeah. are too cold. That was just insane to me. So, and, I mean, and you know what? Nobody that. brought up the commentators were all talking about his helmet broke, and they didn't call it on the field, right? Nobody talked about like, did the rest of the equipment hold up? Like, at what temperature does this stuff fail? And they really right, need right. to be like, no, no, we're done playing because you're just going to be running <laughs> around with shrapnel strapped to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the shoulder pads become n- no one brought it up. They're all yeah. just like, oh, it broke. That's weird. That doesn't happen a lot. It's like, yeah, it was frozen. We all know yeah. why it broke. Like, 
I wonder how many spares they actually bring. It's like a 53-man roster. What if all their helmets snapped and they just like had broken helmets and have enough to replace? I bet you there's two or three a player. I would Dang, not be man, surprised. That's wild. I don't think they, there's at least a couple. Yeah. That's that that's a that's a lot of logistics if you uh, if you think about it. It's just it's, it's wild. I mean, um, I know for a fact that the University of Utah hockey program they mm-hmm. come out of those locker rooms with a new helmet every game. And that's the university. Yeah. That's collegiate. Game. Yeah, it's collegiate. So, yeah. But that's the kind of money they're spending on just helmets. And so mm. the NFL's got to be doing something similar. Yeah. The Oregon that's, Ducks and stuff are like that, too. They were talking about their uniform combinations because, I mean, they have some of the wildest uniforms in college sports. Yeah, because they're right next to Nike could, HQ. Yeah, they could do like – it was like four or 500 different combinations just depending on – what they had based on the jerseys and pants and all that and they were coming out with basically brand new stuff every single time they played a game so they had the the core design and then they were just like making like all the helmets were redone every single game yeah so they came out with brand new gear every time they stepped on the field oregon has always had that kind of like fun little thing that they can add to their recruiting measures it's just like by the way we always look different and flashy and whatever <laughs> it's just because of nike just being right down yeah. the road so you never know what you're gonna end up on yeah. yeah being in texas country i mean dallas going down to the packers which was a big surprise that's uh everyone's impressed my, my son was actually really really sad about that so oh man i could care less because our team didn't even make the playoffs we're terrible we're the jets so, so um, but so how cold is it? Like I want to want to get this on the record. How cold were you last night um, in your, in your it, Texas winter wonderland? There we we had to drip the faucets cold. Uh, put it that way. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I honestly don't know. You had to all drip I know is that it's faucets? been cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or else the pipes freeze. Yeah, it happens all the time. Your pipes freeze and burst here if it gets yeah. too cold. I just had to replace the burst pipe you, yesterday. Your homes aren't insulated that well. The the building codes are completely different. So. I grew up in upstate New York. I now live yeah. in South Carolina. I have perspectives on both. And so when I first moved here, I, I was like you, Andrew. I used to make fun of like, oh, my God, it's going to snow and people would freak yeah. out and yeah. buy bread and milk and and like the world was ending. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah. What it was like when I was in North now, Carolina. Now yeah. that I've lived here a little bit. I sort of understand and realize like we have zero infrastructure to deal with snow. Like they spray salt water on the roads here because they don't have enough plows or salt trucks to go around and actually fix it. Yeah. And then the building codes are all different. So we have to drip faucets. Like when it gets to, if it's going to be freezing for consecutive days, you have Mm -hmm. to open all your cabinets up so that the heat circulates around the pipes and then drip all your faucets because the insulation, the R values that are required are just lower here than anywhere else. Cause I mean, we'll have consecutive weeks of hundred degree weather, but the fact that we get maybe a week or two of below freezing consistent weather is pretty rare. So it's like when it does happen, I mean, people's pipes are exploding there's uh like even underground pipes because they're not buried as deep those oh, are that's, great yeah. worse that's um, even worse so, like that's it, it gets pretty brutal yeah i had a i had to the replace a spigot baffles, uh do you guys say a spigot or a faucet what do you guys call it a spigot spigot yeah. outdoor spigot yeah i had to replace mine outdoor yesterday oh, indoor faucets ago. indoor faucet yeah like so <laughs> our spigot it was i guess it was also partially because the spigot was just like when it was installed it was installed with a slight it was just slightly inverted oh, it was, upward. It was slammed the wrong backwards, way. Froze, pipe burst. Uh, so had to replace that. And um, 
yeah, I mean, it's just it's just thing that happens here. So yeah, it's, we're conditioned here in Texas to drip the faucets. And but like, but to answer your question, low of thirteen, high of twenty seven. Uh, okay. It said is what I'm seeing. But like, yeah, we have to. I don't know. It, like tomorrow, we already got the alert uh, for Dallas ISD is closed. School is closed. So. Uh, and our work schedule goes off of DISD, so they just say, "Hey, just work from home tomorrow." I was like, uh, okay, "Okay, okay." Is it really going to be that bad though? Because it's, there's yeah. like hard freeze warnings. Um, so, wow. And I don't know. Here in Dallas, it just it, it's like a state of emergency. Emergency, like people don't know how to drive in like mm-hmm. like any sort of condition that's not like optimal. Oh, so, if it, if it so, rains in the south, it's like people just lose their minds. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> So I put the trash cans out last night. I walked outside last night to put trash cans out. It was negative 17 degrees Fahrenheit. That was without the wind chill. That was just the temperature when yeah. I put the trash cans out. It is negative nice. eight as we speak outside my front door. And yeah, we're not like, neggies. It, it's just one of those. And it's it didn't get above two today. Oh. Like all day. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the store, full sunrise. It was one degree, I think, yeah. when I was on the freeway. And what's, you, the best part about this is I went to go salt the driveway and I looked at the bag and it said good to negative seven. And I went, well, I guess I'm not salting the driveway today. Like, man, <laughs> so it wasn't going to work. Useless. It was like, oh, hmm. and I check. I had to check the windshield wiper bucket because it's only good. The juice is only good to like negative 20. So That's wild, man, I, uh, I actually enjoy the cold, though. I don't know about you guys, but I like like mm-hmm. it, it, it'll be, you know, like 13 degrees out there. I turn on the solo stove sit out there I, I don't know i just i enjoy the the cold like that i i don't i don't mind that are you the same way or do, are is oh, that, is I, that I love the cold okay yeah we're, I'm a we're cold somewhere guy. there i mean my so my wife when we were in utah i think nine degrees was the coldest it got in the 15 years i lived there and in utah yeah like it it might have dipped was, below for an hour but uh-huh. nine 10 ish was i have a photo of it on my phone that's the only reason i remember it yeah yeah um and she's like it's so cold and like babe you don't know what cold is like this isn't cold right she's (laughs) like how do you go outside nothing but blue jeans a hoodie and boots all the time why don't you ever wear a coat and now she's getting a concept of like babe it's negative seven outside you want to go outside like you want to go play in the snow for a bit and she's like it's so cold i'm like this is cold this is when i put on a jacket and i put gloves on and i have earmuffs and i go outside and i shovel the snow for three hours right but anyway uh wait i'm just uh, just real quick i'm so sorry to like to the listeners here but guys do i actually sound good uh, because there have been instances where either me or ben or we're at our microphone inputs are wrong do i actually sound good no, you're good. I, I don't hear okay. from Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I gotcha. Sorry, Ben, you were going to say something earlier, but then I, uh, my bad. Didn't check oh, your no, settings. Like, <laughs> no, no, I, I was didn't talking, check my settings. <laughs> I was thinking I through, uh, just like growing up in upstate New York and the, when I was young, we used to get a couple of days where, where we'd hit like 20 below, um, wow. like anywhere between 20, 15 and 20 below, um, mm-hmm. was kind of a normal, normal ish winter in like the nineties. Um, and then the worst, the worst I've personally ever felt was, uh, and I do love the cold. Like I grew up in it. I loved it. We we're outside all the time. And I miss when uh, it gets so cold, the snow like squeaks underneath your feet. Cause it's so dry. Uh-huh. Cause there's so little Doing humidity. That. Yeah, that right awesome. now. It sounds yeah. so cool. Um, but I went snowboarding in West Virginia a couple of years ago and at the top of the mountain, it was, we were getting wind chill warnings because it was negative 47. 
at the top. And so nice. you had to, you had to go up there fully wrapped and I actually came back inside is when I had a really long beard. And by the time I got back inside and we had a, a mountaintop, like a ski lift top chalet that we rented with a bunch of people. And so we just get off the lift and go straight into the cabin. And I was wearing this face mask. And when I went to take it off, I realized I couldn't because the moisture from my breath had formed a full sheet of ice inside the mask and had frozen it to my face. So I had to just go sit and frozen it like to the, the beard hair on my face. So I had to go just sit in front of the fire and wait for it to melt before that, I could actually take right. like peel my face mask off and get it to dry out. When, Did you when s- I would uh, snowboard in Utah and I wouldn't cover up this part of my beard, I could actually just break chunks of it off. Mm-hmm. Like if you weren't careful, you'd like rub and all of a sudden you just, oh, I, I guess I had a beard trim I today. Guess I that shaved. Was, that was That's a, so oops. Fun. Yeah. Andy Reid, head coach of the Chiefs, his, uh, his mustache was just all ice yesterday. That was fun. That was yep. kind of fun to see develop over the course of the game. My, um, my favorite is right now I go outside and that first like inhale through your nose, it just ices mm-hmm. up and you're like, oh, yep. Okay. I forgot. That's a thing. Yeah. That, that hasn't happened in a while. And then it like the ice crystals feel slow down and life gets back to normal, but you're like, oh, yep. Okay. Breathe through your mouth. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Well, um, that was a fun intro. That was cool. I, I, we should we should do that more often. But if we're going to get to the very unsexy topic of finances now, again, guys, this is not a financial podcast. We're not financial experts. Experts. We're just you know we're just dads. We everyone has different approaches here. Uh, but one thing that a lot of people uh, do take advantage of as you know as they kind of try to look ahead to the future, um, uh, try to put away money for their kiddos is uh, is using a, a five twenty nine account. Right. This is something that you can go to. And Fidelity or Vanguard or Chuck Shaw or wherever you want, you know, and 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 open up a, a 529 account uh, and start putting away uh, money for your kids. This is a, a, a big reason for his tax purposes, right? Ben is our finance guy, uh, but because he kind of works in the industry, he's going to be a little bit more tight-lipped <laughs> yeah. for this topic yeah. here. Yeah. But the ca- opinions, the thoughts and opinions I give are my own and do not represent my employer in any way. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, a big reason for the, that, uh, that a lot of people will do this is, um, uh, for tax reasons. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you, uh, in some States, uh, and, and there, there's an article here, um, that, uh, that we, well, we can link, uh, but, it, it, because there's some new things, uh, that kind of rolled out with the 529 because they saw enrollment drop significantly. Uh, but, uh, just pulling from the article says in some states you can get a tax deduction or credit for contributions. A few states also offer additional benefits to scholarships or matching grants, um, to their residents if they invest in their home state's 520, uh, 529 plan. So again, if you don't, you could, uh, not go with, uh, you know, Vanguard or you know, Fidelity or whatever. And you can, if, if I were to look up like Texas 529 account, there are like, you know, ones from your state that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that there are many different um, ways that, that, that you can go about it. But like I mentioned, there was a significant amount, a drop in, in the last year or two. Uh, so they kind of rolled out some new incentives to kind of bolster contributions but also help the people who who are um actively contributing now before we get into that just guys i mean are you doing 529 andrew i know you're not and we're, we'll get into maybe right. that um later but kind of your approach right and again not financial advice guys this is just what andrew's doing right uh ben i mean what what's what are you doing 
we don't run any kind of 529s or anything like that yet. Um, so right now our, our focus is, and, and I will say we are probably an upper middle class income family. Mm-hmm. Um, and our focus right now is just, I think, with inflation and the economy is paying for daycare. Um, so once we get through the the grind of kind of paying for daycare, at least for one kid, that's when we plan on stepping up our financial contributions to their sort of future savings. Mm. Um, one of the other things, and we can get into this later, but I think is interesting is like content creators is the ability to actually hire your kids as models during your work and actually pay them a salary through your LLC. Um, And that becomes something you can actually, uh, you can actually pay your children. It becomes like a tax deduction as well. Um, And you can put that, I think it's into like a Roth IRA. Mm. Um, So it's really interesting. There's, there's a lot of caveats with that. So you really need to talk to like a qualified tax advisor who can kind of help you work through that. Um, but you know, something interesting for you, uh, Andrew as well, if you're, if you're continuing on with, you know, using the boys and shoots or anything like that. You know, that's so interesting because I think for me, uh, with dad, we're moving forward. I really want to pull away from that. I don't want to feature my kids as much. So that's probably not going to be an option. I just don't want them on camera as much, as much, especially as they go yeah, older. I totally think it's fair. kind of just not in their best I, interest. And, and I know that effectively, I mean, that effectively kills the Dadverb channel because a lot of its success is predicated on like my kids, my family, and them engaging with whatever things that we pick up. And like, um, <laughs> it's like, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, well, the success is also predicated on my ability to keep creating mm-hmm. content and me stop creating. I, I haven't posted anything since like November. So it's like, <laughs> I've kind of killed it myself. So, uh, but it, it's a large charge because I just don't want, I don't want my kids on camera as much. Yeah, uh, it's fair. But, um, but uh, to just kind of roll into uh, the new things for the 529s, uh, pulling from this article uh, from CNBC, it says now 529s offer more flexibility, even for those who never enroll in college, right? A point of resistance that potential participants have had is the limitation around what happens if my kid gets a scholarship or decides that they're not going to college. Okay, in, some, uh, in such cases, uh, you could transfer the funds to another beneficiary or withdraw them and pay taxes and a penalty on the earnings. There's always penalties, guys. Uh, if your student wins a scholarship, you can typically withdraw uh, up to the amount of the scholarship penalty free. However, the added benefit of being able to convert any leftover funds into a Roth IRA tax-free after 15 years up to a limit of 35000 helps to eliminate the point of resistance. So, um, you know, pros and cons. I, it's not like the greatest thing in the world, but like, you know, there's uh, they're, they're, they're introducing some just kind of new ways or new reasons to um to to invest for your your kids future uh if that's if that's something that you want to uh chip into so yeah uh andrew i mean yeah i'll kick it off to you well as i say it's good to point out that the they just did a thing called secure 2.0 and it came became effective january 1st 2024 january Mm -hmm. it's early january 2024 i don't remember the specific date but it corrected a lot of the quote-unquote issues with the 529 right because you could put a bunch of money into your kid's account and if they never go to college they can't they can never touch it and if you happen to die then it's just sitting there going you got to go to college and so that's where they they tried to fix it i guess would be the Mm -hmm. the best way to place it um or the best way to, to to caveat it Right, put, right. Put it that way. So, so that's so that's how a five twenty nine in theory works. You save up money, and then when they come of age, they take the money, they spend it on Harvard, right? But 
Uh, it doesn't but, always work out that way. Right. But you have uh, to be very specific. It is like an HSA, right? You can only uh-huh. spend it on approved items. Like they can't go buy a mm-hmm. laptop. It's it's like right. tuition, housing. There you go. Right. Yep. There's no there's no ability to buy food with it. Right. It's right. It, it's education related expenses. Like I think somebody was saying it's it's really hard to even buy books with your mm-hmm. five twenty nine money. Right. It's pretty much just for and tuition. So, Right, and it is, and so, it is supposed to be for books as well, but it, it becomes difficult to prove and go right. through the process. So it's part of it is also just the process of accessing the funds mm-hmm. that becomes really difficult. And one thing to to be clear about too is that, as far as I understand, five twenty nines are. Uh, are post-tax contributions. So it's right. not like you're saving on the front end. Mm-hmm. And there, I think there are four states that do not have what's called tax parity, which means it's like Hawaii, California, Kentucky, and maybe one other, where you do not get an additional tax deduction for contributing to a 529. So a lot of states do. You contribute and then you can actually deduct that, the pre-tax that you've paid back from your account or at least a portion of it. Um, but there are some states that don't, so it's going to vary by wherever you live and kind of what your tax situation is. So definitely something to look into before you use it, because there might be other vehicles that are more beneficial. Well, and Andrew, and tell us your story. Removing the money can create a tax event for the beneficiary, which is yeah. a whole nother yeah. ball of wax. Because so yeah, they got to pay when go. they take it out. Yeah, and so yes. not only is it. You've already paid taxes on that income. You're putting it in. The beneficiary is paying taxes on it when it comes out. And I mean, this this happened to a member of my extended family. They ended up with a large tax bill because their tuition got paid via their 529. And all of a sudden, they're like, I didn't make that much money this year. Like that, that, no, that's not true. Well, right. it turns out that it was a taxable event for them and they, they were over 18. So it was on their income time and it created some financial hardships, right. And struggles mm. that had to be dealt with. And so it makes sense. I think if you're going to trickle money into it over a long time, right. Mm-hmm. right. But even with like the changes they made today or this month, right. You can't take money out of it within five years. You can't transfer the money to an RRI until it's been in the thing for five years. And you can't transfer it out until it's been in there for 15 years. That, and yeah, then there's exactly. a lifetime limit to the amount you can transfer out. So if you put $100,000 in this thing, you better be spending 75000 on it on education expenses or 65000 because mm-hmm. you're not getting the other. You're mm-hmm. not right. Like, I don't know. It just it seems very limiting. A lot of mm-hmm. like uh, like an HSA account is is one of those strategic deposits that you have to make. Right. right? You don't just right. go, yeah, shove the maximum in. That sounds great because, well, that might not be great 10 years from now. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, so what are you doing instead, just in your experience? So, so what I've elected to do is, well, we're doing kind of two things. Mm-hmm. my kids have their own savings accounts. So if they get like a $2 bill or they get a 20 or somebody gives them a check, right? My wife and I really want them to understand going to a bank. And yes, they're two and 
not one yet, right? They don't get it yet. But the point of us is you're going to go make a deposit. You're going to interact with a bank. You're going to learn how to handle money that way. Yeah. But our plan as a family is to actually set up more of a family trust situation where mm-hmm. our major financial assets are sitting in this ephemeral legal entity that all of the beneficiaries have access to. And then the idea there's, there aren't a lot of assets in it right now. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a very <laughs> like, it's not like anybody's buying a home out of this trust, right? I'm not sitting over here with a billion dollars. Um, mm-hmm. The idea would be that they can take a loan out to get a more, instead of taking a mortgage, pay for their mm-hmm. house, or they can just let the trust buy their house and live in it and pay rent. Right. And that mm-hmm. way this trust has funds. Um, and the other idea would be, okay, you can withdraw money for legal expenses. You can withdraw money for medical expenses. You can withdraw money mm-hmm. for any number of things. Right. But what you can't do is withdraw money to go to pizza hut and, and get a five double extra larges. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the, the system we've got set up. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of nuance around it. It requires lawyers. It requires a trustee. Mm-hmm. It requires beneficiary. Like, it's not fun, guys. It's a lot it's, to set up. It's a lot. It's a to lot set to set up. But there, I mean, there are there but, are definitely some. It's there are some advantages to it to that setup. Right, and the there's leg, no headache. The okay, you want to take money out of it? You call a guy. You say make a withdrawal. He he checks the boxes and <laughs> says yes, you're allowed to do that, and the withdrawal is made. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like some government organization is going to be like, you used your trust money incorrectly. Yeah. Um, because you know, the only people you're responsible to are the other trustees and the other beneficiaries. So mm-hmm. that's how we're planning on managing it as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some farm assets, and that's it's kind of my my goal. But again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not like I'm sitting on a million, ten million, twenty million dollars over here, right? I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I think growing I up, think there might be five or six hundred bucks in the account designated for the trust because right. that's the amount I've managed to like yeah. shove over there and just go, yeah, that's for yeah. that. Yeah, so. it's funny because like yeah, for when we're because we've got we've got five twenty nines for each of our kids, but the um yeah, but it's like I'm not like contributing it monthly to it like I am with a four hundred one k or the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like. Uh, maybe here and there or like and my right. dad and my mom they often want to like get you know gifts for the kids that aren't just things so they'll often mm-hmm. like contribute to 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 their um to their 529s which the kids are just like what the f-? like that doesn't yeah. that's not a thing it doesn't like, mean it anything be. to them now yeah but, exactly yeah but, it will when they're not paying back student loans for 20 years I mean, exactly but and, one thing and, that my dad oh, was, uh, real quick so one thing that my dad did do though is that he opened up a custodial account for me um mm. and uh and i i don't remember how it was invested but it's like if you want to just like buy stocks for your kids pretty much you know mm-hmm. and invest yeah, in the a custodial investment account exactly yep. and then and then and then when when they come of age i think it's 18 uh they just you know just kind of gets handed over to them to to do whatever they want if they want to continue that or they want to open it somewhere else or, or do you know uh but that was kind of uh that was the way my dad did it uh yeah, so when it was ready, I think it, the money I forgot how it was invested. I feel like it was the S and P. Uh, the money was just in an index. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and uh, and which it was just I think it just that rises every what ten percent every 
however, however yeah, five percent so, roughly follows the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, which was like, you know, simple, safe, and like, that's fine. Well, five um, to eight percent over thirty years is you know a significant chunk of change if you've invested properly well, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And- that's one of the things that that article really bugged me about was because they one of the like closing remarks was if you take $35,000 and you just put it in an account and you don't touch it for I'm 40 like, years is? it'll be worth millions of dollars and I'm like that isn't how it works if I had like, that much money I probably it, wouldn't be doing other- well, no 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 you have to put it into a an investment that is giving you at least mm-hmm. a 5% return for the mm-hmm. compound interest to actually add up to a million dollars in 30 years right yeah. and right. Even with a 529 account, you still have to manage it. Like you still have to mm-hmm. pick which funds you're investing in. And if anybody has ever played with their HSA account or with their 401k, it's really easy if you don't just pick like the 2034 mutual fund or the 2060 mutual fund to have a zero growth or a negative growth profile. And even some of those like 2050, 2060 funds will have down years because of how they're invested and how the market's doing. Exactly. And so I, it, it bugs me when they just put those like one liners out there because yeah, it's a very, it's a very generic <laughs> assumption about financial right. performance, which is, right. we all know that there, there are very few things that are, that hold uh, completely true in financial right. markets. Like, I mean, even right well, you now, you even... look at the market. Like the market's yeah. the market's weird now. It's been weird for a couple of years. Um, you know, since we've come in and out of the pandemic, like just stocks have been very strange and have resisted all sort of logical sense of what they should do. They have kind of done the opposite. So, you know, again, well, there's there's very few things the market's going to do that that make a lot of sense over the long term. You can see long term patterns and long term growth, and generally, like. Even with real estate, most things go up over the long term. Um, but as you said, Andrew, I mean, generalizing it and say, if you put this amount, you're going to get this amount. Like that's a very hard and fast sort of assumption. And it doesn't work that way. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. when we were growing up, or I feel like when we were growing up, you could buy a $100 treasury bond and it earned 3 to 5% a year, right? And if you held on to it for 20 years, all of a sudden you had a $200 bond sitting there. And it was... Mm-hmm. Like there was this stable set, but that's not even the case anymore. I don't even think treasury bonds are earning five. I mean, I'd I'd have to go look. I'm not going to, I'm not going to quote a percentage, but I don't think it's 5%. Last time I was trying to buy one, it was like 1.1 or 0.8. And it was like, this is ridiculous. Why would I do this? Yeah. Um, And so, and even that Apple made news end of 2023 with their 4% savings account. Right. That was Mm -hmm. That was a yeah, huge, a like, coup. 4 to 5% a high-yield savings account. Yeah, and it was like, wait a minute. that That's barely what you're going to pay on interest on your car payment. Like, right. And that I would encourage everybody, like, if you have a savings account and you're just parked in a bank, go look yeah. at what your yield is, like your, yeah. your APY, oh, because what you're getting, more than likely, if you're in a major Nothing. bank, you're getting 0.025% you you might be getting a quarter of a percentage for a bank to continue to invest the money that you're holding in their institution. Yeah. If nothing else, find a better financial vehicle to save right. your money in while you're figuring out what else to do with it. Yeah. Um and, and you know one of the things that I think is important to talk about here is like cons- custodial investment accounts are an option, right? Um 
you know, if you have an LLC, again, talk to your tax professional, talk to your financial advisor. If you have kids and you're a content creator, like paying your kids as models or as a salary through your business, that is a tax sort of vehicle or a tax savings vehicle where you can pay them a salary and invest it for them. Um, again, I'm talking very generically about this because every tax situation is going to be different. And again, this is not financial advice, but these are things that you can do. Um, and then interestingly, you know, kind of thinking through just some of the other investment vehicles like uh, like a trust. So, Andrew, you mentioned that that's something that we're considering as well. Um, and I think at the core of all of this, right, it's planning for the future. And so right. what we're looking at is like if something were to happen to both my wife and I, how do we make sure the kids are taken care of? Right. And that there's not, and we've recently seen this with, um, you know, really unfortunately with a lot of really close friends and even within our own family is you have people pass away and they have assets, real estate, maybe they lived in multiple States. Maybe they had, um, you know, real estate assets that are getting sold or investment accounts, Even if you have a will that says this is supposed to go to this person and this goes to this person, that all still has to go through this process of probate where they have to go through everything, contact next of kin, contact all these people, get lawyers have to get written proof that nobody has a claim to a real estate asset or a financial asset or whatever the case is. And if you can put all of those things into whether it's a a living trust or a revocable trust, whatever the vehicle is that you choose to use, you avoid a lot of those headaches. And that's especially, I think, beneficial when you have young children who are not 18. And even if they are 18, you know, they're not going to know what to take care of and what your wishes are. You're basically putting in writing. This is what I want to do. This is where my assets are. This legal entity owns all of those. And this is how that will be divvied up. What that does is give you the benefit of keeping the sort of probate process out of it, keeping these sort of government entities out of that process of transfer of assets from you to your next of kin or the named beneficiaries. I think the part that that is fuzzy here is that Mm. those assets aren't transferring. Right. That that's mm-hmm. the thing that everybody needs yeah, yeah. to understand about trust. To them. They just have access the to assets it. belong to the trust. And the trust has people who can benefit from it. And the mm-hmm. trust has to disperse assets on a schedule that's defined legally. But right. a lot of trust, what you can say is uh, disperse these assets to these individuals if they have no use of them, reinvest them in the trust in this manner. And Mm -hmm. it it becomes this thing. So there is no transfer of assets. There's not even a um, – like the assets just are sitting in the trust. Like your house would not be owned by Ben or Andrew. Mm -hmm. It would Mm -hmm. be owned by Ben Trust 5629, right? And Ben is the person who's allowed to live there. And by living there, he owes the trust X amount of rent every month. So now he's actually paying interest into his own financial future as opposed to, but there's a caveat. You have to have cash to actually own the house, right? The trust right. has to be able to purchase right. it, which is a, yeah. there's a financial issue there, right? Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing that is nice about these vehicles, you can even do this with an LLC somewhat is they're it's very hard to sue a trust. Like if you Mm -hmm. get in a car accident, right? Someone can sue you and you can lose your house. 
if you don't have the right amount of insurance or the insurance doesn't cover it all. Whereas with something like a trust, they can't sue the trust because the trust can't hurt them. And if the, if the trust owns all the entities, then they can sue you, but you're broke. You don't, you're not an, <laughs> you, you don't, don't actually anything. own anything, right? You're just a guy in a suit who doesn't own anything and pays rent to this or their organization. So yeah. it, it sounds dumb, but it's, yeah, like we should all look into it because it's the way as dumb as this sounds, it's the way what I would call the top 1% or the, right. the wealthy elite managed to protect themselves. Like, sure. Someone's going to sue someone else for multi-millions of dollars and there's going to be a settlement and they're still living in their Malibu beach house. And going, how is that possible? Well, they didn't actually own it. This thing yeah, over here. Dis- owned you're it. dissolving companies yeah. at that point. You're just saying, Oh, yeah. the LLC is now bankrupt, but I'm not bankrupt. Right. Yeah. So guys, so, all good stuff. we're off topic, but yo, so, uh, again, this is, none of this is, is stuff that you should like take to heart. You got to talk to your own people yeah. about this consult mm-hmm. your own family, your own, uh, you know, financial, whoever's, uh, Get a real but, lawyer uh, and a real accountant. Yeah. H&R block <laughs> does not count. It's not just some <laughs> buffoons in a podcast. All right. But, uh, right. yeah, we, I, I at least just wanted to shed some light on that topic. Uh, but, um, w- just real quick, we got a, a discord, uh, comment come in. It says, hey, guys, not sure if you had any luck getting your littles the RSV vaccine. We just got an email about a new shipment dropping in January. We got lucky our pediatricians noticed out when they got theirs. And my wife jumped on it right away, scheduled an appointment. Go look out there. Uh, I heard about this as well. Uh, we've dealt with RSV in the past. It's not fun. It definitely sucks. Uh, we haven't really inquired about any sort of vaccine yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys uh, poked into this at all? Either of you? So I. I put this up there because in October, the CDC announced there was going to be a shortage, which the announcement then led to a massive shortage. Um, (laughs) And it was on our Discord several times throughout October, December. But it it looks like January, they finally started getting a bunch of shipments. And that's it's kind of receding. There's a bunch of guys saying, no, we got one here. We got one there. Um, Everybody who's been commenting is actually in New England, New York, New Jersey area, larger population base. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how how much it works for the rest of the country, but it was just something I thought we should bring to everybody's attention that if you've been looking for one, start looking again because they are shipping more. A couple articles I read said there were even – they had shipped something like 75,000 doses to CDC centers in the month of January. So There you go. So call your pediatricians. Have an opportunity. You can call your pediatricians. I think there's um, – I think counties have uh, different health departments as well. You can always yep. check in on. Uh, and then let, let's finish this off with our kind of uh, fitness accountability here. Uh, <laughs> Andrew. Andrew's kind of okay. leading the charge on our Discord. Uh, let's let's let's, let's so, kind of get our our fitness check here. This is Prince Bougie's fault because Prince Bougie specifically said in the Discord, if you don't log in and do your sessions, you're going to get called out. So here we are. Uh, there are nine individuals who have joined the the squatty squadaddy squad. However, it's pronounced. I'm not going to pretend like I got that. Oh man, uh, I'm going to be Anthony, embarrassed myself. Uh-huh. Elo N. And Lumna, y'all haven't done any sessions for a week. Let's go, boys. Pick it up. Uh, good work on the other six of you. Although I'm not going to call Ben out because I made him test it. I don't think he wanted to participate. But he is in there and he hasn't logged any sessions. So, you know. Have, and Andrew hasn't joined us yet. So I haven't been, and I honestly haven't logged any sessions personally. 
uh, in this past week. So uh, it's been it's been it's been a rough go. Uh, but I've been doing strength training, disclosure. specifically shoveling snow. That has been my exercise. I had three ninety-minute plus sessions this week. A so. very rocky Balboa of you. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> hey, we're gonna save our uh, video games chat for next week, but uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Ever Podcast. Check out the show notes in the YouTube description uh, if you want to join us on Discord or check out the article that we were talking about with regards to the five twenty nines. You can visit dadverb.com for courses from pregnancy up through year one of fatherhood. As always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.